great Fox Rugby podcast today, week two of Super Rugby AU, done and dusted, and a great round coming up. Welcome, I'm Andrew Swain, and I'm joined by Australia's most capped wallaby, George Gregan. Greg's great to chat, mate. It's been a little while. It's been a while, Swain. It hasn't. I think the last time I ran into you was at Woolworths, wasn't it? It was social distancing. During the craziness, wasn't it? It was. It certainly was. (laughs) And uh, a very special guest today, Waratah's fullback, Jack Maddox, joins us. Jack, thanks for coming on, mate. Um, How have you survived through the the COVID madness? Um, Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's... It's been a bit weird, to be honest. I mean, I guess everyone's in the same boat, just sort of learning on the run. But it's definitely good to have footy back. And that's, um, I guess, brought some normality back to me and all the rest of the boys' lives. And was it nice to get a win on the weekend as well? Yeah, it was good to get that one away. Um, you know, I thought we played very well against the Reds. And um, we were very disappointed not to come away with a win there. So, um, you know, I think to compound that with another loss would have been you know, catastrophic sort of thing. So for us on the weekend, obviously it wasn't, I guess, the prettiest game. Um, but we went out there with the mindset that we just had to, I guess, scratch and claw for a win, you know, no matter how we got it. Yeah, I was at the game there too, Jack. And it's like you guys made that adjustment because it was greasy conditions. I think viewers at home would have picked up on that. And it was hard to play an expansive game. So it was almost a battle of field position. And the force played that really well for the first 30 minutes. But then you guys stuck at it, didn't you, in terms of saying, well, we're going to stay in the wrestle and make that adjustment. That try before half-time, I think that was a bit of a blueprint of how you wanted to play the remainder of the game. You did it well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember walking out onto the field, I guess, when you get to the ground. I was quite surprised with how dewy it was. Um, it was. It was very wet out there. Um, and for us, I guess we'd played an expansive style the week before against the Reds and we wanted to carry that on. Um, and something we spoke about before the game was the force were going to be incredibly fired up, um, you know, obviously three years out of the competition. And, and they were, but we, we sort of, we didn't really go out there with the mindset of weathering the storm. We actually wanted to um, play our own game and take the fight to them. So we tried to play um, quite an expansive style in the first 20 or 30. and We just weren't really getting anywhere. So I guess um, after that, we sort of just had to take our medicine and put the cue in the rack and just play it through the forwards because, um, you know, we're confident that the pack we've got that, you know, we can reverse that style and, you know, it'll get us the result. They were pretty plucky, weren't they, Jack? The uh, the Western Force, they, um, you know, they, they had a pretty strong sort of forward pack and then their, their back line, they, you know, guys like, experienced guys like John O'Lantony and Pry kind of leading them around. Yeah, they, they played very well and we knew, um, you know, those senior guys, especially in the 9-10 position, they would... Um, you know, direct their team around the park well. So for us, um, I think it, I think in the first 30, 40, they, they sort of played the conditions a little bit better. Um, it was quite a strange one. Like it wasn't raining, but it was like a wet weather game. Um, it, was, it was weird. Um, but yeah, it took us sort of a little bit to figure that out. And, um, you know, I guess just figure out the way to get over the try line. Cause I think we tried to go around them a bit too much early without, sort of earning the right and it was a very slippery pill as well so um yeah in the end we ended up just taking it to a forward battle and playing territory uh, the territory game and uh yeah i guess it paid off for us in the end well that's a, that's a pleasing aspect isn't it like you've got a young squad you must be feeling like a bit of an old ball in there 
What are, yeah. what are you, the ripe old age of now, Jack? Like maybe twenty three. <laughs> twenty three. You are you are an old boy, mate. This, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sit, you got them sitting around the campfire, reminiscing about your old old war stories. Yeah, tell the boys' <laughs> stories <laughs> the no. way it used to be back in my day. Yeah, exactly. But the thing about it was, was that that experience that you gain, and you've been playing Super Rugby for a number of years. You, you've got to have those conditions. You go out thinking it's going to be. Um, a certain type of condition or you're going to play a certain way, but you have to make those adjustments on the run. Otherwise, otherwise things, things don't play out. And that, that was probably, to me, I, I probably said in the first question, that was the most pleasing aspect of your performance. You adjusted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think the way that, um, you know, we want to play positive rugby, upbeat, high tempo, um, I guess, that's the, that's our blueprint in how we want to play footy. Um, and obviously, as you saw on the weekend, um, you know, the reality is you can't play that way all the time. So we went out there with a positive mindset, but um, yeah, I think it was, it was a good, um, I guess, understanding of the game for us to recognize that we weren't going to be able to, I guess, play around the force and blow them off the park with this fancy style of footy, which we want to play. So um, yeah, I guess our side is always maturing. We're very young and, um, you know, I think little aspects like that, as you pointed out, are very pleasing that we can, um, I guess, change our game plan on the run and adapt to the conditions. You guys joke about it, Jack. Like, you guys had a bit of a laugh about how you're an old bull in this, but you guys actually have a very young team. Um, there's a couple of old dogs there, but you do have a very young team. So, I mean, do you feel like one of the leaders in that team at the moment, you know, even at the age of 23? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, more so in the back line, like when we split up into units and that sort of stuff. Um, I feel like I have a bit more of a voice there in terms of we have guys like um, Simo and Hoops in the forward pack who, and guys like Robbie Abel as well who have been around for a long time. But yeah, in the backs, um, it is weird. Like I, I never really saw myself as a leader and then um, you just find yourself in that position and you know, I guess you take it upon yourself that you, I guess, guys are looking to uh, looking for you in terms of giving answers and offering a bit of wisdom and experience. So yeah, it's something I'm really enjoying. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not really gunning for the captain position tomorrow, but it's something which I've just found myself in, and yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the role. Greg, you, yeah, you're a, good... oh, sorry, I was going to say, Greg, you're no. you, you're a leader at a, at a young age as well. What what is it? How do, how do you kind of grow as a leader from from that very early age? Oh, I think you, you sort of grow into it. I think it's what Jack was saying. You don't go in there the first you're like any other young guy. You just want to get in the squad. You're looking up and you're looking for guidance and, 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 and I guess uh, the experiences that other players who've had in the team to, to help you. And then obviously you've got to do your job, whatever role that is within the team. But if you've been Bellicet. doing it for a number of years, yeah. And then you, then you, then you roll into what, what Jack is now. He's 23, but he's had a lot of experiences as a young 23-year-old. Played Super Rugby for a number of years, been Rebels, moved to the Tars, obviously played boys junior and, and school rugby here in Sydney, played played for the Wallabies, played sevens. Like, Jack, you've got a bit of a resume, so there's no no wonder players are looking up to you for saying, well, hang on, you, you've, you've experienced these things, what are we looking at? And you've had different scenarios. So that, that that's the take. You, you grow up pretty quickly in that environment, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I think the beauty of our, our sort of squad at the moment is that, um, particularly in the backs, is that, um, you know, obviously myself and Alex Newsom have 40-odd. I think he got, had his 50th on the weekend, but I've got 40-odd caps. But um, there's no real 
you know, 100, 150 gamers. So I feel like we're all sort of um, learning together, if you know what I mean. I, I think Alex and I are a little bit more experienced, but for a lot of, um, you know, Mitch Short's been around for a while as well, but um, obviously Carmichael's um, back in the frame now, but he was injured for a while. So we're all sort of learning together. And I think that's, um, you know, when you talk about me being a bit more experienced, Alex and I, I think that's, sort of the environment we want to create is where everyone has a voice um, rather than, you know, you look to the old bull and he gives you the direction. Like I feel like, you know, we're all sort of learning together and that's sort of the, the direction that we're going in the Waratahs is that not just in a leadership, but in a play, um, I guess, in a playing style as well, where all, I guess, our, our aim is to grow day by day. It's not about, um, you know, and we're, we're willing to not, I guess, um, lose games or willing to make mistakes along the way in terms of yeah. on, I guess on that path of progression to being you know that in two or three years time we're all experienced as Greg's alluded to before we're all out on the field we can all make decisions around um, you know change game plans what we're seeing on the field um, and yeah that's something which um, Chris Whitaker and Rob have been really good with is that rather than walking in every day and then saying all right you're going to do this you're going to do that they're, they're encouraging us to go, I guess, search and find the answers for ourselves so that when we're on the field, obviously they're in the coach's box, we can, we can you know, solve those issues on the run. And I think that's what really makes really great footy players. Um, you know, I guess you, you, you probably had a bit to do with Alan Gaffney back in the day, Greaves, yeah. but um, yeah. one of his favourite old sayings, yeah, one of his favourite old sayings he used to say to me all the time was, you know, as coaches, are we training, are we coaching for today or for tomorrow? Um, you know, are we trying to, you know, create players for the future? And I think that's something which uh, we're definitely doing at the Waratahs. And, um, yeah, so I think week to week we'll, we'll hopefully improve. And that's why a win was so big for us last week that hopefully we can, you know, play with more confidence this week and build and keep building as the competition goes on. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what, what's a real key thing, what you just said there, you're going to make mistakes. That's part of the learning process. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you it's your first year of rugby, you've played ten years. Everyone's going to make some errors. That's all those things that you communicate well. People um, make those adjustments. You make those adjustments together. And pointing at an example on the weekend, and I'm sure we'll discuss a few other things. I'd like to get into to your that stuff we spoke about with sevens and, and the Wallabies. But having that discussion around Marcel Braki really came out of line. They had some real ferocious line speed from outside in. And that's that situation where if you haven't really experienced that too much as a young player, that can spook you a little bit, can't it? That's where a calming voice or an experienced voice such as yourself can say, well, hang on a minute, guys, that's what's happening. Here's the adjustment. Maybe we'll play a bit tighter. We'll work inside. And, and that seemed to be, um, I'm not sure if that was the comments, but that seemed to be the adjustment you made to that example, which is really, really important for a young player. Really, really important. Yeah, um, I think we, we did recognise that when we were out on the field, that they were defending quite wide and coming up very hard so that um, I guess we we did identify the space would be through the middle. And there was one where, um, you know, Joey Walton threw a little ball off his hip to me and we sort of spoke about that, um, you know, come, popping out late into channels and stuff because it'll be hard for them to adjust. And, um, yeah, I went through, unfortunately, through a bad pass. But I think that's a sign of growth that, um, you know, we were able to actually identify that and, you know, I guess uh, pick apart their, their, their strategy in defence. Um, you know, I think there's teams, or maybe even six weeks ago, we wouldn't have been able to do that. But, you know, every, every day at training, we're, we're sort of, um, 
being encouraged to work that stuff out for ourselves rather than being told the answer. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think as we, as we mature more, um, that's only going to be a good thing for us. Jack, tell us about, um, you know, there's no secret that you're playing great footy at the moment. Um, you know, Morg Turanui has said last week that capturing your signature is one of the great priorities. But just over the last couple of years, how your development's gone, you know, you were at the Rebels. You know, you've spoken about how you were homesick and came back to New South Wales. How has the last six months shaped you as a player going forward when you look back at that experience that you had, you know, particularly missing out on the World Cup squad and that sort of stuff? Yeah, um, I think missing out on the World Cup squad was obviously, um, you know, I would have loved to have been there. But if I, I guess if I was completely honest with myself, I didn't feel like I was playing good enough footy last year to, um, to demand a spot, if you know what I mean. Like, I think, you know, some people might have said I, you know, could have been there, but I didn't definitely deserve to be there. And as a player, um, you know, you don't really want to leave it into in it in the selector's hands. You want to, I guess, go out and just take it. Um, so yeah, it, it 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 was tough, but it wasn't something which I felt like I'd been robbed of or anything. And you know, at when that happens, I guess as a player, you only really have yourself to blame. Um, you know, I felt like in the first half of Super Rugby last year. Um, you know, I was doing everything I could to sort of demand that position and then uh, my form sort of fell away and at the end of the day, that's only my fault. So, um, yeah, as a player, I guess, when you're 22, I was 22 at the time and you miss out on something like that, um, it sort of forces you to, I guess, you know, find out why. Um, And for me, I, I think that's, you know, I've matured a bit more in this last six months um, in terms of my approach. Um, you know, whether you look after your body, you do your review, your preview, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I sort of tried to, you know, make turn it into a positive and make myself better for it. Um, and as you said, in the Waratahs, you know, I'm a bit more of an experienced player in our back line now. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to... I guess do those little one percenters away from away from the field, and I think it's actually you know you you just got to turn it into a positive. I think I've done that in terms of you know I feel I go into games feeling a lot more prepared, and you know this morning on my day off when I got a massage that sort of stuff. I wasn't really doing that last year, but I've um, you know sort of realised that a lot of the great players like rooming with guys like David Pocock over the years. Um, you know they 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 just exhaust every avenue to be a better player. So yeah, that's sort of what I've taken out of that. Yeah, good. And part of that experience too, Jack, was you had, you, there's a disappointment, obviously, of missing out on the World Cup, but you had a crack at being part of the Australian Sevens setup. And, and talk us through the difference between 15s and 7s, because that's spoken about a lot, but you've lived it. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's a different game in terms of, I guess, physical. physically, um, there's different demands. But I actually thought going to 7 to me was unbelievable for me as a player. I mean... What I loved about sevens was that uh, physically I felt like I was the best I'd ever been when I was there. Um, yeah. Because with sevens, the way the sort of program is run is that um, you play two tournaments in two weeks back to back and then you get a month off. And um, for me, it was like in, in, when you're in super rugby, um, for, for me coming through as a young guy, I always felt like physically I was just a little bit off the pace. Um, yeah. But then in se- and you know, you play a game and um, – you know, you copped a knock in the game or something, so you don't do any gym that week. And, you know, it just, it's a bit of a snowball effect. Whereas in sevens, it was effectively like 
four-week pre-seasons, go play a tournament, four-week pre-season. Like, so I was able to build myself up so much. Um, you know, I felt stronger than I ever was, fear than I ever was. And it was great learning experience in terms of, I think, in a game like that, as a back, your skills yeah. are really magnified in terms of, um, you know, you have to be able to catch pass. You have to be able to, you, your stepping comes into it a lot. Like, I felt like as an outside back, it was so good for me, um, you know, seeing space on the field, uh, link up play, exploiting space, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, when it came around, I, it was obviously after the, um, after the World Cup squad announcement and I was al- already sort of, I'd had a lot of conversations with Melbourne already about sort of trying to um, get out of there and come back to Sydney next year. And um, so the, I guess the opportunity to play sevens, my brother's in the program as well. Um, yeah, nice. And that was a little bit of a dream for us to obviously it's before COVID go to the Olympics together and, um, yeah, so it was something I was really excited to do. And, I, I, yeah, I definitely think I got a lot out of it. And, you know, it's interesting that, um, you know, you look at a lot of successful 15s players around the world, a lot of them have spent time in sevens um, in their programs. And I, I do think it is valuable if you look at guys like, you know, even here, Sean McMahon, Nick Fitz, Bernard Foley, and then overseas, Artie Sarvea, Rico Ioani, even Bowden Barrett was there for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that you definitely learn a lot. And um, for a young guy, I think it's great. Um, a great sort of program to build your body up. Yeah. It's well, having gone to many of those tournaments, spectating on the sideline, I don't think people appreciate the fitness. I was actually at the, the London sevens a few years ago and the great uh, Dave Thompson was there and he was just saying, I can't believe the athleticism of these guys. It's sort of like just this repeat speed, go again, go again. He says, I would have been good to Catholics. <laughs> and that's a fair yeah. Cause it, it's, it is unbelievably taxing physically, isn't it, Sevens? Yeah, it is. It's a different type of fitness. I mean, when you play um, 15s or, um, you know, touch footy or something, a lot of your running is at about 70 80%, but it's more prolonged. But in Sevens, you do so much high speed. I mean, you're sprinting, and that's just a different type of fitness. I mean, your legs turn to jelly. Obviously, your lungs are gone and you just got to back it up and back it up. So, you know, it's only seven minute halves, but if, I remember the first time I played 14 minutes in a game and God, I could barely walk after it. <laughs> it was, I was, it's on my hands and knees. It's something else. It's a bit more like an, it's an AFL sort of fitness, isn't it, really? Like those guys are sprinting it for the high end the whole time. It's, it's, it's very different. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, your legs let you know about it pretty quickly. That has turned to jelly. It's, it's tough. It's tough work. Tell us about playing with uh, your, your brother and, and, you know, more going back a bit. Like, you know, you're one of four brothers, is it? So what was yeah, that like growing up with four brothers, ultra competitive, I would, I would have thought? Yeah, it was very competitive. You know, always two-on-two cricket, rugby in the backyard, even played a bit of AFL, uh, whatever games, you know. Um, Nintendo was always two-on-two and we we're always very competitive. Um, and I think that's what sort of... Um, I guess drove us to always be better, um, you know. And I think we had a we had a good approach to learning when we were growing up. In terms of, um, you know, sometimes today, you know, when you do work with younger kids, they only really um, they really like to do what they're good at, uh, what they feel comfortable at. Whereas I think what um, you know, in hindsight, at the time, it, it wasn't really you know, looking forward to being the best player you could be. But we were always challenging ourselves in trying to be good at what we weren't good at. Um, you know, if you couldn't kick off your left foot, learn to kick off your left foot. If you couldn't, 
you know, if you couldn't throw a left-to-right pass, throw a left-to-right pass. You couldn't do an out-the-back flick pass, do an out-the-back. You know, we were always sort of, oh, you, you've learned to do that. Oh, I've got to learn to do that now, you know. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, and we just growing up in the backyard and stuff, we learned a lot of, off each other and just, I guess, anticipation. What was really surprising to me was that when I was in year 12, um, I went down and played a few games at Colts um, at East with my brother. We were just playing seconds Colts. And at that point... Um, uh, you know, I wasn't a, like a, I wasn't playing first at school. Like we were sort of just going down to have a bit of fun, and um, you know, Will and I, we just linked up really well on the field. You know, we scored a lot of tries off each other, backing up, and it was sort of just it was something I didn't really realise, but we just had a lot of chemistry out on the field. Um, so yeah, that was something we were really excited to, um, I guess, link back up with in sevens. Unfortunately, he was injured the whole time. He broke his leg, um, which ended up taking a bit longer than they expected. But, um, yeah, I was just so excited to go out there. And especially with all the space on the field, I just felt like we could have, um, you know, linked up really well and, I guess, surprised a few people with how, you know, our chemistry on the field. Yeah, good. We talk about working on things that um, you're not good at. That's a perfect chemistry. That's in terms of playing golf. You're a golf tragic, aren't you? Actually, lucky enough <laughs> yeah, to play yeah. with you in South Africa last year. But golf's perfect for all those things, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even Will's at home every day practicing his putting in, on the carpet and stuff because he, um, Will's great off the tee, long drive, long great iron game, but um, you know his putting's not great, so he's just doing everything he can. Um, and now, you know, now Sevens boys are in; they're in three days a week, but they're obviously not playing, so they've got a fair bit of time off. So, um, yeah, I'm a bit dirty because he's getting he, we have members down at Bonnie Doon, so he's getting down to the range and the pra- practice greens all the time. So it's, he's got an unfair advantage now. He's got way way too much time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like peas in a pod, Gregs. You you were a good junior cricketer as well, and Jack, you were a good junior cricketer, weren't you? Like it was almost a choice for you, wasn't it, cricket or, or rugby? Uh yeah. When I finished school, it was um, you know I initially thought I was going to take um, cricket on to be my main sport. Um, Played at Sydney Uni, um, accepted a scholarship there, and I really just played rugby um, to have fun um, down at East. You know, meet new people, make new friends, and you know, all my brothers had played Colts there, and they all loved it. So that was what it was about for me. But um, as Greg's would say as well, I think in hindsight, without even realising it, um, it's probably the best thing you can do for your footy. Um, you know, all mm-hmm. the skills, all the hand-eye, all those little things in cricket and other sports as well. But uh, for me, it was mainly through cricket. Um, you know, all those things are interrelated and, you know, I just feel like, um, you know, I learned a lot and gained a lot of skills, which I apply in rugby through cricket now. Yeah, it's a great point. You do. You just acquire, you don't think of it at the time, but you do, like your hand, eye, your anticipation of where the, where to move, all those sorts of things. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's really, really important. Soft hands and yeah. catching, soft hands when you pass and all that kind of thing. They do, they do cross over, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember um, I was talking to Scott Wisemantle one day at training um, a couple of months ago, and he was talking about, you know, if you're a right-footed um, kicker, when you're coming across to get the ball at fullback, if you're running to your left, he's like, try and work a bit harder so you catch it on the right side of your body. Um, so you sort of set up to kick straight away rather than catch it on the left side. Then you've got to pivot back. And, you know, that was something which, to me, I was like, oh, well, that's just sort of natural because every time you're going for a run out in cricket, obviously you're right-handed, you're working to the other side of the ball. And, um, you know, it's, it's just those little, like you wouldn't even realise it. But when he said that, I was like, oh, you know, just like cricket, you know, something I've done a million times before. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, just those little things which you pick up, um, you know, very transferable. Absolutely. Now you've mentioned Easts a couple of times uh, through this chat. Shoot Shield starts this weekend, and mate, you, you've had the, you've had the privilege of pulling on the Beasties jersey a few times. What does going back to club rugby mean to you? And you know, what is it? What has it given you over the years playing club rugby? Oh, I guess it's given me uh, in in rugby terms. It's probably given me everything. Um, I, I, you know, as as a rugby player, that's you know, a sense of belonging is massive and ACE is where I feel like, um, you know, that was my always my ambition growing up to play for ACE. And, um, you know, I feel like that's where I really felt comfortable as a player. And when I felt comfortable, I feel like that's where I sort of played my best footy and, you know, what led me into pathways and eventually where I am now. But, um, yeah, I wasn't a rock star footy player at school and, um yeah, I guess just the love of um, the game and, you know, wanting to go down there and pull on the red, white and blue jersey sort of led me to where I am today. And also another thing is that it sort of gave, um, for me when I was young, it gave me the chance to, I guess, you know, obviously you have your, your Wallabies players like Greggs and Larkham and stuff, people you look up to. But for me, um, you know, as well as those boys, it was also great to, you know, have sort of idols who could go down and watch train every Tuesday, Thursday and play on Saturday. You know, we used to ball boy and, um, you know, at, back, at the back end of the season in those days, all the Wallabies had come back and it was just like, you know, you got first class seats to um, the Super Bowl every Saturday. Like, we just loved it and it was just great to sort of talk to those guys and it just made me so passionate about rugby. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, club rugby, it doesn't matter where you play it. You're talking about here, East in Sydney. I could think club rugby means a lot to all rugby players and, and they've all got those sort of stories. For me, it's, it's everything you're saying. It's a sense of belonging, an extended family. You feel safe in that environment. They look after you. And um, yeah, definitely. You learn, I reckon you learn the values of rugby there too, like the, the importance. Like you, you work hard together, you have some fun, you go back to the club um, and and you always, you're, you're always looking um, to, you know, you're wanting to compete and do all those things, but you just wanted to share those good moments with a good group of people. And that, that is club rugby. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think it just makes, at the end of the day, uh, we all love the game and, um, you know, it's got to start somewhere. And for me, that started, you know, with club footy. Oh, I played I played at colleagues, mate, just on the other side of the Willara Golf Course there. Really? Some of my favourite <laughs> rugby times on the other side of the Willara Golf Course there, mate. So How good. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, brilliant times. Now, you've got the Brumbies this weekend. Um, the old grudge match between New South Wales and and and, uh, and the Brums. Um, what are you looking forward to? They're probably the benchmark at the moment, the Brumbies. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Um you know, before the COVID shutdown, they were killing it. Um, they were the highest placed Australian team last year. So, you know, they definitely deserve to sort of have that label on them. Yeah. What's the most, what's the most pleasing part? And I guess it probably leads into how you're preparing. The, the most pleasing part of their game, I think, in terms of their development in the last probably 12 months. Uh, from a Brumby's point of view... Yeah, if you, well, from what you've observed, what what do you think is probably the thing which they've always been known for a scrum and a line-out, but is yeah. there other things they've added to their, their repertoire, so to speak? Yeah, I, I do think so. Um, you know, from an outsider looking in, after Bernie left, um, obviously they took on Dan McKellar and they sort of, um, 
you know, they didn't sort of play as well or get the results they had in previous years. But obviously they were, I guess, developing a new style and that always takes time and adapting to a new coach. And, um, you know, last year and so far this year, they've just been absolutely killing it. I think they're playing a bit more expansive footy. And I think from an outsider looking in, you know, the sign of a great program and a great team is that um, I guess people go there and improve as players and they bring on young players like look at guys like um, their 10, Lalesio and yeah. um, even guys like, um, you know, I'd say Will Miller or Iray Simone, yeah. um, you know, they both spent time in New South Wales and uh, were never really starters and then they've gone there and just grown a leg and they're playing great footy now. So, um, yeah, I do feel as if, the Brumbies are doing a really good job down there. And, um, you know, at the, at the same time, you're trying to beat them. And um, I guess, you know, you don't like the fact that they're doing well. It's great for, great for rugby in Australia. Greg, that was always part of a bit of the hatred of the New South Wales and Brumbies, wasn't it? The fact that, you know, it was almost like the rejects in the early days that you played for. Was that, was that mm. always part of the fuel when you liked playing against New South Wales? To a degree, I think early sometimes, like when, and as you mature and you get older, like you get, sometimes get a bit too emotional, caught up in that. But it just gives an opportunity. I think that's what's being reinforced here by just seeing what Jack said. Like people like Will Miller and your own Simone, that they might mightn't have got the opportunities they would have liked consistently. They go to another environment and they thrive, and and vice versa. I remember, um, you, know, you look at someone like. Uh, who started his, his super rugby career down at the Brumbies, which would have been good for him, which was obviously a guy called Michael Hooper who's played a bit of rugby. And then he gets into the Waratahs and, and then he moves back to the Waratahs, moves back home. And and he just goes from there to there to there and then drives that, I think that Waratah team and that program over that period was outstanding with Michael Check and they become super rugby champion. So it flows both ways and that's what you want. You want your best players in this country or sometimes deemed not best players, developing into really good super rugby players and international players through the programs that uh, are in place. And, and that's, that, that, that's evidenced by, as what Jack was saying, players going there and, and becoming better and being developed, which I think is critical. I think, I think every rugby sort of a program in the country wants to aspire to do that, but that, that's the challenge and that's what um, really helps Australian rugby as well. Now we're almost, we're almost out of time, guys. But um, I just want to ask you about a little little tasty matchup this weekend, Jack, up against Tom Banks, um, yeah. you know, another fullback on the rise. Uh, he's coming back this weekend. So, what are you expecting to see from Tom? And it'll be a, a nice little head-to-head battle for uh, the Tars and Brums this weekend. Um, yeah, it'll be good. He's a obviously you know great player, Banks. He's done you know very well in Super Rugby over the last few years, and um, you know had his taste of Test footy and done well there too. Um, I think from our point of view, you know, it brings a lot of energy. Um, he's always sniffing in, in and around the ruck. Um, so we've got to be mindful of that. Um, but yeah, I guess the weather will play a big part on Saturday. Obviously, it um, absolutely poured down here yesterday. And if it continues to do so, um, you know, it'll probably turn into a bit more of a kick battle. And maybe that, um, you know, he's, he's got a good kicking game as well. He's a versatile player. Um, but that might eliminate it a little bit of his run threat. Um, maybe they'll try and play in a bit tighter. Um, but yeah, I guess for us, it's the same thing. Um, you know, the weather will dictate how we play. And um, yeah, so I guess that's the beauty of a, a guy like Banksy is versatile. You know, he can play kicking game, he can play running game. Um, so yeah, it'll be a good matchup. Um, looking forward to going up against him. And um, yeah, hopefully we go well.
Well, I'll chime in just before we finish off too, mate, because you've spoken all about Banksy. I've watched you over the last couple of weeks too, and it's been really noticeable you're enjoying thriving and playing at the back number 15 because the modern day 15, and, and you're a good example of this, can play on either side of the ball as a, as a potential playmaker for, for, the, for the halfback or for, for the team. And uh, you really thrive in that. You spoke about that moment where you, you worked off, off the shoulder to, to, to potentially get a hole running. The more you get involved in the game, what I'm seeing, the better you play. Is that what you'd be looking to try and do, re- regardless of the weather conditions on the weekend? Yeah, I guess for me, um, you know, a big challenge of being a fullback is um, bringing different, you know, areas of my game to, I guess, assist the team, whether, you know, the space is out wide, you know, I can be a running threat or if, you know, we need someone to come in a bit tighter and dictate and play, you know, I guess both sides of the ruck, I can come in there as well and play first receiver. And that's something I've been working on is adding a bit more, I guess, versatility in my game. But, yeah, as you said, I think, you know, as a fullback, sometimes you get a bit lonely out there. Um, so the challenge is to always stay in the game. And, um, yeah, I think for me personally, I guess, like that Queensland game, it was a very fiery game. And I guess that brings out the best uh, in a lot of people. And I feel like that for me as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a big challenge to sort of be as involved as you can, but then at the same time, not trying to overplay your hand. Um, but yeah, staying involved in the game is definitely, um, you know, people talk about getting an early touch or an early run or an early tackle because it just brings you into the game. So, um, yeah, for me personally, it's, it's, it is something that I'm mindful of is, I guess, um, coming in and playing a big hand in the game. But at the same time, it's a very fine line between being very involved and too involved. Yeah. Jack, we've, uh, mate, we've, we've almost out of time. We, we've, we could talk to you all day. We haven't even asked you about the goal. Jesse, have you had a tap on the shoulder from Dave Rennie yet? That's just quickly. That's all I want to ask. Um, no, nah, not yet. Um, you know, I've spoken to Wisey a few times um, and, you know, had good dialogue with him. But, um, you know, I think for me, as I've said to Wisey, you know, before this competition started up, I don't feel like I really deserve to be in that Wallaby squad. I wasn't playing good footy before. And I've always said that I feel like I'm playing my best footy at fullback and I hadn't done that before the, um, for the restart, I guess. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking to keep pressing my claims. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I do eventually get the tap on the shoulder. Good stuff, mate. Good luck, really mate. appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining us. And good luck on All the right, weekend. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And Greg's, thank you for joining us on the Fox Rugby Podcast. Don't forget, this Friday night, you've got the Reds taking on the force, and then Saturday, it's the Waratahs v Brumbies, all on Fox Sports. Make sure you leave your comments in the comments section uh, of the Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, we will see you next week with another great guest. Thanks, guys. Thanks.